Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The following is paid commercial programming. The content and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Intercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi and every river, lake, and field in between. Let's talk everything outdoors. Yeah, it's time to hop on the crazy train. <laughs> Welcome to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Coleman Insect Repellents. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors, only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All aboard! Ha, ha, ha! You're on the crazy train with the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. Oh, good morning, everybody. I am so happy you're here with us this morning. And uh, I know uh, we get up a little early, so even though we get up early, you must be getting up early, too, because you're listening to us live uh, yeah, we come to you every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. We've got the fishing and hunting news that you need. If we don't have it, eh, either we forgot or you don't need it. One of the two. But anyway, you can always get involved in the show at 414-799-1250. That's 799-1250. Got any questions or comments? Good morning, Danny. Good morning, Ryan. Danny Bush is here. I'm Tommy the True Newbauer. Ryan Horvath is our producer. And, you know, Danny, I was telling Ryan this morning that I don't think he's going to be our producer so long because he's so darn good at the sports stuff that he's going to have his own show one day, you know? I'm still and, coming and, in on Saturday mornings, I told him, though. Oh, really? Just to be with us guys, Just huh? to be with you guys and because <laughs> I love money more than anything in the world. <laughs> well, yeah, who doesn't I, like money, right? I figured it was probably the home improvement show, you know, Mike's show that you're yeah. being, being as you're a, you know domesticated kind of a guy you can yeah. learn what kind of drapes to put on your new home that you're going to be moving out of soon because it's, yeah. haunted anyway. <laughs> it's haunted anyway i do got to get out of that place oh god has your tv um, talked to you again lately no not lately but i i've been uh unplugging Singing? it nice. you've been unplugging it when you go to bed at night yeah because oh, now watch it's really got you now, spooked. if it still works that's when you 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 load up the bus and get the heck out of yeah. the house then in the middle of the night yeah either, you call the moving truck either yeah. that moving or, out now yeah either that or learn the song and make friends with whoever it is you know what i did the other night i did watch a horror movie for the first time in that house since it happened though yeah yeah i what, got a scary movie, movie and uh, i watched it at midnight i watched um Trying to think what the heck of the name of it was. It was, oh, Strangers Part 2. So there was like a, a first one, and it was based off a true story. So, of course, my wife wouldn't watch it with me. Mm-hmm. And it's like these creepy people walk around in these masks, and and they just show up at your, your house randomly. Like, the first one, these people are at a cabin. They sound like Democrats at a uh, cafe. <laughs> right? 
<laughs> and they just they just show up at this random couple's like uh, townhouse and they terrorize them. Oh yeah, it's pretty scary. But then my kids' robots were talking to me the other night. Yeah, they just went off in the middle of the night. It was like. What? The robot? Yeah, it was like electron turning off now. And I was like, well, I didn't turn it on, so I don't know what the heck's going on. <laughs> so something's going on in that house. Well, I gotta get out. I've got a, uh, isn't it a poltergeist that steals stuff and moves stuff? Yes. And, okay, so I still cannot find my keys from last week, oh. Friday. I left, really? uh, I left Billy Hose with my fish sandwich to go and went home and woke up and, to come to the show last week and could not find my keys. And I can't remember whether I used my keys to get into my place because once in a while I might forget and leave it unlocked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And but they're gone. And I went to Billy Ho's. I could have swore they were sitting on the counter there, and I thought one of the girls would grab them. Mm-hmm. Gone. It's just amazing. There's it's somewhere, just unbe- Danny. It's there's, just there's... Unbe- I've turned my place upside down. My place is actually clean, believe it or not. Well, you know, it's you know, I don't know what a, happened. A, a funny saying. I went through the garbage. Oh. I actually looked in the garbage because people have been known. You never know. Unfor- un- yeah. You know, unknowingly, mm-hmm. you, you just throw something. Mm-hmm. I just don't get it. Well, you know, there's a weird saying. It says, "They're they're always in the last place you look." Well, of course they're in the last place you look. It's the last place you looked. You know, people always say, "Oh, it's always the last place you look." So well, I was of thinking about <laughs> of should I should I consult a psychic, guys? What do you think? You you get a psychic and say, okay, here's my replacement. Get a Ouija key. board. No, I'm not messing get with you. Get a Ouija board Ouija and ask, board, the, ask the Ouija. Ouija boards are nothing you'd be messing around with, Tom. I know. We don't want to invite any weird spirits. And that's why I don't know if even consulting a psychic, if you're, you know, if you're uh, consorting with the devil, if you even go see a psychic yeah. about it. Well, I'll tell you what. Speaking of consorting with the devil, do you know what's going on on now? Folks, if you don't... This has if, to have DNR involved if you... No, not really. No? Okay. Well, I mean, maybe oh, yes. maybe peripherally, peripherally or something Peripherally. Like that, whatever. Peripherally or There's whatever. R in there. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, um, okay, If folks, if you've heard about this and you want to chime in, give us a call at 799-1250. Do you, did you hear what's going on at the Big Cedar Lake launch? Mm-hmm. Now, there's a Big Cedar Lake launch at Gonring Road. It's on the, what would you call that? That would be the northeast end of the lake. What was that, Gonorrhea Road? No, Gonring. Anyway, and, okay, the, I forget what they call the district that uh, watches that lake management or whatever. The Lake Sanitary District. Well, whatever, but it's not the DNR, but they, they passed it through their West Bend Aldermatic people, however they, process. That they can deem whenever they want, when there's too many, when when they feel there's too many boats on the lake, they can close the launch. Even though there might only be a couple of, uh, let's say, cars and trailers in the public launch for the transient boaters, they can just close the launch. If they, they look out on the lake and say, ah, I think there's just too many boats out there, and they just close the launch. Is that right or is that wrong? Now, I don't know who owns that launch. I think the DNR owns that launch and the parking. I'm not sure. It might be the town of West Bend. But how can, how can you just say, look out at the lake and say, eh, there's too many boats out there. We're just going to close the launch. I mean, you look at Big Cedar Lake and a lot of the area lakes, 
I mean, it's house after house, right? The whole shore is rimmed with houses. Every house has got a dock. Every house has got two or three watercraft on it. And and it's these 20 boats, the transient boaters, they're the problem? Well, the fact is that people, and who knows, maybe if I were a millionaire and I were bought a house on a lake, I'd get oh, that Oh, you'd mind- want to make it private, too. I'd get that sure. mindset, too. They yeah. all basically get to the point where they want to make it their private lake. And then nobody, yeah. it's, you know, it can be their neighbor, that neighbor, that neighbor. We pay the property taxes. We got our boats here. We got our slips. We take our boats out on the lake. But they don't want anybody else just pulling up, backing in, and going clogging up their lake more. Yeah, I I just can't see where where here in Wisconsin we are the stewards of the of the lakes and the woods and all everything you know, and and all the all the lakes in the state are basically owned by the residents. You know that we have a right to go on these lakes and all that, and so there's a boat launch there, and and it only. I mean, I don't even know how how many boats you can, you know, trailers you can put there, 15 or 20. There's an overfill lot up the road a ways, you know, that you can get another, I don't know, 15 or 20. But the thing is, is that how can they, how do they determine when there's too many boats on the lot? Well, they got a retired guy sitting there in a a, uh, recliner with an abacus. And each time a boat launches, he flips one bead to the left. but but see the thing when is the abacus it, yeah. is has all the beads on yeah. the left that means too many yeah but see it's not the boats that are launching that are the make it a lot of boats on the lake it's not it's not the transient boaters because there's only so many spots it's and and you know it's the fact it, it, it's a fact that there's all the people who live out there are on the lake which is fine you know I mean they live there why not go on the lake but and and how how would you know I mean you'd have to go out in a boat. And travel the lake because that's a long lake. You can only see a little part of it from the launch area. I mean, you'd have to go out there and, and what do they do? Like well, you maybe, said, get out there, abacus, start counting, you know. Somebody and, from Big Cedar Lake, give us a call and tell Tom and I how you guys are going to regulate yeah, this. Yeah. I'm, Who's well, doing it? Is it going to be done in an equitable manner or is it just willy nilly where one guy gets pissed and looks out and says, there's too many boats on yeah. the lake? I'm going to. Put the fence across. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, there were a couple of letters to the West Bend newspaper I was reading, and there was a big meeting about it up there uh, that, of course, not many people knew about, okay? Uh, there was a meeting, and, and these people wrote to the letter uh, letters to the editor, and I and they sounded very knowledgeable, and I wish they – you can't get their phone numbers, okay, because they don't leave their phone numbers. The newspaper won't give you – if they did leave their numbers, the newspaper isn't going to give you their numbers – they didn't. I I don't know how to look up their names to get their phone numbers because I would have wanted them on the show. I was searching this this week, you know. Google. I was well. You you just can't get their phone numbers, you know, especially if it's a mobile phone. So I, you know, it was like, yeah, we Facebook. can talk about it, but I wish I knew more about it. I forget the name of the of the committee or whoever it is <laughs> now, see, that, Tom, that decides it. You know, in today's world, if you were a Facebook active user, yeah, I that suppose. would be the modem in which to biatch about this yeah. and complain about <clears throat> it and get it out to the masses where it would get back to them. Because yeah. everything that's posted on social media gets back to, you know, someone's talking about you, mm-hmm. you know, hey, you know, someone's talking about you. Mm-hmm. The, the water's too hot. Yeah. You shouldn't be fishing. Well, it well, all gets back to you. Yeah. Well, I think I think there were enough people in the West Bend area who do not live on Big Cedar Lake that we're upset about it, you know, and went to this meeting. Uh, 
But the thing is, is that I don't. They don't really have any power to do anything about it, unless these are elected positions who made these decisions. If they're elected positions, then you can do something about it. You elect the people off that board or whatever. But if they're non-elected position, if they're appointed, hey, there's nothing you can do about these it. These are old geezers on a board. You're never going to get them off, Tom. Yeah, I know. Small town politics. Come on. John dealt with yeah. that all the time out by Pewaukee. Oh, yeah. He was the mayor for a while. He was dealing with all these curmudgeons <laughs> who didn't want this and didn't want that. In yeah. fact, they got Taste of Lake Country going on at the beautiful Lakeshore by the yeah. beach and the yeah. nice development. And there were people years ago did not want that developed. They wanted an old vacant lot with broken bottles and a laundromat and a dime store. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and now they got a beautiful development. Oh, I was out there uh, this week uh, going by the beach. Uh, there's a lot of people who use the beach area. That's kind of nice. You know, there's a lot of, yeah, I can Lucky see that's you didn't a, it's a nice. somebody is what you're saying or run yeah, anybody over in a crosswalk. You, you've got a nice view, Danny. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah. Well, listen, Tell me about I, I got to let everybody know that at 7.05, we have a special caller calling in from St. Louis, Missouri, I think it is, Michael Brand. He's from the Boy Scouts of America Certified Angling Instructor Program. He's going to tell us all about that and how you could become a certified instructor for the Boy Scouts, you know, and because and it's part of the merit badge thing, and, and they're trying to get more and more young people into the sport of fishing instead of sitting at home watching TV, playing computer games or whatever. I don't know if whatever. you can even call it Boy Scouts anymore, Tom. Isn't I, it just plain Scouts? I mean, I, we're going I'm going to call it the Boy Scouts. A it's, unisex world. I'm, and, I'm calling it, I'm calling them the, mil, the, the uh, what do you call it, the Marquette Warriors until the day I die. I'm going to call them the Boy Scouts until I die. You and Chuck Freeman. There you go. And the I'm going to take a bolt cutter. Cut that lock on that chain link fence and launch my boat yeah, on that damn lake, right. whether it's closed or not, damn hey, it. And before we go to the break, just want to know, I think we were supposed where the to hell is that North Lake launch? Now you got me fired up, Danny. Okay, that's good. All right, we got to go to a break. We'll be right back with more. 799-1250, if you got any comments about this situation out on the Big Cedar Lake. You are listening to the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors. Thanks for listening this morning. We want to thank the men in blue. And uh, our heart goes out to the family of the slain officer this week. Um, we really respect the uh, police officers, what they do to protect us. They, they don't get paid enough. The firefighters, the first responders, and our military. We forget to thank our military, but there's lots of people out there Working what sometimes seem like thankless jobs, and but we at Cutting Edge Outdoors, right, Tom? Appreciate them. Sure do. Even Gotta when have they, them. Even when you get pulled over and get a ticket, it's just I, for your protection, Tom. You know, I haven't had one in, my son was, how old was he? He was nine years old. He's 44 now. That was the last ticket I got. What? Yeah. I've only had two my whole life. Wow. And my dad, believe it or not, He's, his whole life, never even had a parking ticket. I mean, never a ticket his whole life. And then when he was like, I don't know, 83 years old, he was coming out of a parking lot and hit a car. He couldn't see. You know, the sun was coming down in the west. Oh, yeah. He's looking to the west, and, and it was just that sunset where the sun is was just coming over the hill. like, And he didn't see it. He hit the car, 
And then uh, when everything was all said and done, he put it away, and he said, well, I'm not driving anymore. If I can't see a car coming, that's it. So he stopped driving after that. Years ago, my he dad said, got a ticket, and, he, and the cop police officer pulled him over, and he said, well, I'm, I'm just going with the traffic. And the guy goes, going with the traffic? You're leading it. <laughs> and, you know, it's interesting. There's a psychology, guys. I was driving in today, and you guys have all seen this, where there's a vehicle behind you, and they keep wanting to switch lanes. Like, if you go in the right lane, they're going to go in the left. If you go in the left, you're going to go in the right. And as soon as you go around the corner and they get a chance, they can't stand the fact that you are in front of them. Mm. And you can, you can, if it's a 40-mile-an-hour zone, you could speed up to 70, and they'll speed up just to get past you. Yeah. And then once they get past you and go up a block, then they slow back down. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, they just can't stand it. And sometimes yeah. I like to just push it and push it and push it just to see how fast I can get them going and hope there's a cop up ahead because they will keep pushing it. They yeah. cannot. You can tell those people. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the psychology of it is behind. It's not about speed. No, they just no. got to be zigging and zagging. They got to be in the front. They got to be in the front. Oh, yeah. yeah. You yeah. see those knobs all the time. Today yeah. it was a little old lady. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Little old lady. It's like, relax. Grandma. <laughs> yeah, you'll get there. Don't worry. You'll get there. But no, they just got to be up in front, and then they'll yeah. slow back down. They won't continue at 80 mm-hmm. miles an hour. But to get in front of you, they'll go 80. Yeah, yeah. And then sometimes you, you get a pack of like five of them going down the highway, where they'll all race yeah. by you. Well, One I, guy's I, practically going on the shoulder to get around. I kind of mentioned that uh, when I get on uh, 45 over here in Hales Corners, you're, 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 you, you get on the freeway, and then uh, it's where, what do they call? Oh, the hail, hail, the hail interchange. Mm-hmm. Okay, now there's a 50 mile an hour speed limit because they're doing all that road work. I have never seen anybody going 55. If I'm going, I mean 50. If I'm going 55, people are passing me like they're up my tail like crazy. If I go 60, they're buzzing around me. It's I'm nobody convi- ever, and I've never seen a cop along that stretch all I'm, the way down the I'm freeway. Convinced <laughs> that- never. I'm convinced or that over 94. 50% of the people that drive down the road are oblivious to what the speed limit is on that road. I'm convinced that most of them just cruise along. Yeah, they don't Cruise know. along with the traffic or ahead of the traffic. They don't look. Particularly or, females. I guarantee you that half of if I pulled over a girl and said, what's the speed limit on this road? They wouldn't know 35, 40. They're just looking at their text messages and cruising along. You know what's another thing they don't look at? You see a sign that says, left lane closed, 1,500 feet. Do you think those people will move, no. move over to the no, right? They no, don't. they're going to go faster. They do. No, they, <laughs> they, actually, they actually think that your lane is the one that has to merge, right? They're, if you go on 16 and you swing on the 94 towards, the right lane is yeah. the one. The oh, left yeah. lane is the one it ends, but everybody goes racing into yep. the left lane. Again, because they got to be ahead of you, yeah. And and they'll be, you know, going eighty miles an hour around yeah. the curve, and then all of a sudden their lane runs out. But yeah. they expect you to break or speed right. up for them to get in because yeah. they think they didn't see the sign that says left lane ends. Right. Yeah. Well, in the merge area, when I when I get on uh, on the freeway here at the Hale Interchange, and I want to go north on forty five or eight eight ninety four forty five, eight what is eight ninety four forty five eight whatever. Anyway, and and there's a sign. Uh, lane closed, fifteen hundred feet, and then when you come over this little rise in the distance, you see the big yellow arrow pointing over, right? And you right. see the barricades closing off the left lane, and a big arrow. 
Oh, those people, they'll stay right in that left lane until the very end, and either they got to slam on their brakes or step on the gas. They either get in front of you or get behind you. Well, a lot of times it's, people will be start getting over in advance. Yeah, in advance. But there's always going to be that one knob one that wants guy. to race yep. ahead of everybody, So and then expect all of you to let him in in right, front of you. Right, right, There's always that guy. Yep, always that guy. Same and, kid who cut in I'm, line in lunch yeah. and... Capital Thought Drive he was better than everybody else. Capital Drive, same thing when you're going eastbound on Capital. That you know they've got road construction there, and and it, and, and it'll say you know left lane closed, fifteen hundred feet. Re- People gonna, don't change. I'm, I'm going to retire in two years, and the thing I'm going to miss least is driving in on the highway. Driving into work. Yeah. I, if I, I I could move up to northern Wisconsin and drive on two lane roads the rest of my Never life, dodging deer. Yeah. I'd be a happy guy. Well, you know, we didn't get any phone calls about people, uh, you know, commenting about the that launch at Big Cedar Lake. Nobody seemed to comment. Maybe, you know, I don't, I don't know. I, I haven't fished it in years, and that is a good lake, by the way. It's a really good fishing lake. They got largemouth bass, walleyes, crappies, bluegills, pike, sturgeon. <laughs> you know, they, they just got everything out there. It's really a good fishing lake, but it does get busy. Big Cedar, you're talking. Yeah, Big Cedar. It my, gets our, real our, busy. Our late friend, Mike Barucki, who was a good friend of Steve Milliot, uh, he passed away. Uh, he uh, used to fish there trolling deep mm-hmm. water for northerns all mm-hmm. the time. He mm-hmm. was a religious fisherman. He got some big pike out mm-hmm. there back in the day. Yeah, I, I lost a real big one. I, I was doing a TV show out there one time with this guy, and we were we were using the deepest running cranks available. I mean, you're Big, the lips were so big they could have been ash can covers, Danny. Okay, on, these are some big lips, right? And anyway, ash we're so can covers, an, ash can. Ash covers. can. I thought when you get Aluminum. ash canned, you get fired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Um, but anyway, the big deep divers. Ash. Anyway. I'm still trying. What's an ash can? It's a big right. aluminum can that you throw trash in. Okay, a trash can, aluminum trash. Okay, can. trash can. Okay. okay. Ash, years ash ago, can. we called them ash cans. I don't know. Oh, because you Shows smokers. My, that's no. smoker lingo. No, that's because from uh, people used to use a lot of coal back then instead of oil years ago. For their furnaces. How old are you? Ninety. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, when I was a kid, God. my uh, the when we when we moved into where we were at, uh, when my parents got there, there uh, it was a coal-fired furnace, and uh, it got switched over uh, within that year or two after we moved into uh, oil, or no, there? or gas, gas or oil. I forget coal? which one. Were you down there shoveling coal? Well, yeah, it? yeah, yeah. You had to shovel coal. Yeah, I mean it was a, it was an older place, you know, but it got switched over pretty quick, so. Anyway, that wow. was just when I was like about seven years old. Okay, so we're off topic now. But anyway, go. Uh, where was I? Go, go, go. Uh, <laughs> Big Cedar. <laughs> <laughs> no, there Big was Cedar some, Lake. There was something else about it. Uh, we <laughs> trolling. Oh, the, oh, yeah. ba- the, the ash can the, with crankbaits. The, the, the big deep diving crankbaits, yeah. And, and in fall is a good time to take those deep divers and fish to deep weed line edges and crank them right down there into... 12, 14, 16 right. feet of right. water. Get them way down there, you know. And we caught some big old bass, you know. And and you got to find some of the last of the vegetation in the in the winter t- in the fall. Some of the you know last mm-hmm. of the weeds that are out there and crank them down there. And uh, all of a sudden, I got a fish on, and I was I think I only had like twelve pound test on, and this fish couldn't stop it. I mean, it was all over. And uh, finally, I get it close to the boat, and the guy I was doing the show with. He's got the net out, and uh, this was a huge pike. It was it was a big pike. Really? Yeah. Back at awesome, that time, man. it was it was 
it had to be over 40 inches, you yeah, know. Okay. Yeah, and I got a 12-pound test, you know, and I get it close to the boat. And, you know, sometimes when you're using crankbaits and they got a couple of treble hooks and there's only one treble hook in the fish, the other one is kind of dangling, you got to be careful Don't when you net it. Don't get caught in the net it by got, the rim. Yeah, exactly what happened oh. in this fish. And we got the video of this fish just flipping right out of the net, ripping the hook yep. out and landing in the water and me crying. And so, <laughs> now this this brings up. Um, I know we got to. Yeah, we got to go to a break. In a break, but uh, should uh, we take this caller first? I don't know. And or, then I got a tip when we come back. It's up okay. to you guys. What do you want? Do you want to get to the call real yeah, quick? Yeah, let's take it. We don't want them to this wait. This is Keith. Too, too long. Hey, good morning, Keith. Thanks morning, for calling. Guys. How you doing? Yeah, hey. what's on your mind? Uh, I just call about that access up at that lake up there. Yeah, Big Cedar. You know, I went online a little bit, and there is a public trust doctrine about access. Yeah. And. Uh, I've been involved with the town of Vernon here a little bit on, on, on our own. Uh, we're going to make our own laws a little bit mm-hmm. as far as uh, zoning and that. And everything that pertains to water goes back to the state. You can't make any laws that violate the state laws and state restrictions. So do you think that violates a state law? I would think so. You're restricting access. Yeah. You know, I live in a subdivision. If I see too many cars coming by my house, can I close down the road? <laughs> That's a good analogy. <laughs> really good, Keith. I yeah, like that it. Was, that was good, yeah. yeah. Too you much know, traffic. Uh, that, that's what I think. I think the state's got to get involved with this and tell these people, you know, it's, hey, it's great you live on the shore, but you don't live on the lake. You live on the shore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't live on the water, yeah. Hey, Keith, we got to go to a break. Thanks yeah, for that's that. That's a great analogy. I'd run that to you. Have yeah, a that, that's a good point. Thanks, good analogy. Keith. All right, we got to go to a quick break. When we come back, we got the uh, gut report. And then, of course, after the 645 break, we're going to play Hornschwaggle with Danny. And he's going to make three statements. You're going to say if it's a Hornschwaggle or no Hornschwaggle. You get two out of three correct. And guess what? You're going to win a wonderful prize package from Baitmate Fish Attractants and Coleman Insect Repellent. Wonderful. 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 All right, we'll be right back, folks. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Come here, I'm gonna eat you! I'm bigger than you, I'm higher in the food chain! Get in my belly! The Gut Report is brought to you by Discount Liquor. Well, this is kind of a guy gut report, kind of a guy thing. Pickled eggs. You ever have a pickled egg? Yeah, Danny, you ever have one? Oh, you're not on. There There was a place called the Pickled Egg. (laughs) <laughs> Diane and Larry opened it in Pewaukee years ago, <laughs> and they called it the pickled egg, and uh, they they'd have p- pickled eggs yeah. back there. Now, like I said, it's kind of a guy thing. Maybe you don't they see a pickled l- heart too. Yeah, maybe. But you know, the thing is that you don't see many women eating pickled eggs. It's usually a guy thing. Well, it gives you gas. Yeah, probably. Right? You don't well, need. Who wants chicks with gas? No, don't want that. <laughs> Not unless it's all right. Yes, I can put my trucker. All right. First of all, you want a hard boil twelve eggs. All right. Then in a pot, you want to put a cup of white vinegar, a half a cup of water, two tablespoons of coarse salt, two tablespoons of pickling spices, and one sliced onion, and five black peppercorns. You bring that to a boil, okay, and then you pour it in, you put the eggs in a quart jar, pour this liquid mixture over it, and just a few slices of onions on the top. Seal it, throw it in the fridge. Three days later, you got your pickled eggs. Now, if you want to make them you know, different colors. You can add a little food coloring to them, red and blue and green pickled eggs. But anyway, like I said, it's kind of a guy thing. The Gut Report was brought to you by Discount Liquor, where you'll find the best price, selection, and service at 51st and Oklahoma in Milwaukee and Main Street in Barstow in Waukesha. 
For weekly specials, go to discountliquorinc.com. Oh, Come here, I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in you know, my belly. I, I wonder what beer Discount Liquor would recommend with pickled eggs. <laughs> Any beer. <laughs> Any beer. So, Tom, you've probably noticed it's a full moon right now. Yeah, Do you know what yeah. the name of this full moon is? Yeah, you told me once, this and I one's forgot. The, this one's the full buck moon. Yeah. So named after the new antlers that are emerging this time of year on the deer. You know. And I saw, I told you, yeah. along the uh, bike trail in mm-hmm. Waukesha a week ago, three bucks together. Yeah. And one was a giant, yeah. giant, all in velvet. Yeah. Really cool. I wish yeah. I had a telephoto, a nice camera with yeah. me with a good lens. Right. Because it was standing broadside. Yeah. I could have zeroed in on it. That would have been cool. Yeah. It's pretty neat. Yeah. So um, the you, buck, the buck moon, buck moon. So we're under the buck moon. Uh, you're talking about food. You know, there's a, there was a recipe. I got to bring it in. It's one in, in one of my old field and stream magazines, and it was uh, an, a recipe for s'mores. Okay. Right. Yeah. In here, tell me if this doesn't make you a little hungry thinking about it. It's a s'more with a different twist. It includes caramel sauce, or is okay. it caramel sauce? Either way. Whatever. Either way. Brown sugar. Okay. Glazed bacon. Ooh. And oatmeal raisin cookies in place of the graham crackers. Oh, well, doesn't I like that, that sound pretty darn good? Oh, good. That'll Whoa. get that'll get that cholesterol up. That's what I'm talking about. Let's <laughs> get that a couple good. artery cloggers going there at the old deer camp. Oh yeah. Yeah, that sounds good, man. Yeah. Uh when uh, next next week, um Saturday, my uh my son Nick wants to come into the show and uh well, besides doing all the stuff that we do here, but talk a little bit about fishing out of a kayak, he's really gotten into that. He even bought a special fishing kayak, you know, and uh, that's that's. To- I don't know if I'd want to do that. I mean, you're you're at l- you're level with the fish, you know, because you're so close to the water, you know. Well, but Badger anyway. Sportsman, that's her yeah. cover article is yeah. kayak fishing, fishing out of so kayak. It's, it's gone. You know what? It'd be fun on a nice little lake there's times when i wish i had a, a small little 12 foot boat just to go on some small little mm-hmm, lake mm-hmm. like a, a fowler or a upper genesee and just a small little lake just mm-hmm. to go tool around and do mm-hmm. some some nice fishing the only thing i've re- i come to the conclusion tom is that it sounds good until you get in that little small boat and the wind is howling oh that's terrible even yeah. if it's a small pond, it's terrible. Yeah. You can't fish worth a darn. It's got to be a nice, calm, yeah. almost flat, calm, no wind day. So you mm-hmm. can just work your way slowly around. Because mm-hmm. you're not going to be throwing an anchor over, lugging a bunch of stuff out there. It's right, normally you right. and a pair of oars or an electric trolling motor. Yeah, right. But there's something to be said for that quiet yeah. kind, of, uh, kind of fishing. Yeah. Did you ever try fishing out of a boat that has no locator and no electric motor? Yeah, sure, that's all I used to do. Yeah, I know. Back when, in the when, day. when you're younger, yeah, but you know, it's like nowadays. I mean, if you really want to get to where your fish are, I mean, okay, you got an anchor, or, or let's say you don't have an anchor either. No anchor, no oars, no electric motor, and no locator. Well, that's we used, like terrible. Well, we used to fish on a, a lake. Uh, what lake was it? Lake Trepto up in Ontario, Canada. Uh, a guy from Oshkosh owned it, and for 165 bucks. This was in the 90s, mid-90s. You could go up there, 165 per person. Mm-hmm. And he had aluminum boats that were, you know, 
half half of half of them were leakers, about fourteen foot boats, and you would bring your own motor, mm-hmm. lug it down its this big steep hill, sweating like crazy in the middle of summer with flies and mosquitoes all over yeah. you. Put it on there, and you'd motor out and stay at this cabin for a week. And basically, mm-hmm. you're renting the lake for a week. You were the only group on wow. that lake. Yeah, and it was nothing. It was strange. It was a shield lake, but it only had. Uh, Northerns and perch, giant perch. We never fished for the perch. They'd come chasing. You'd have a big perch come in following your daredevil or your Mm -hmm. maps. And uh, all you caught were pike, nice pike. And that we had no, I don't, I can't remember if we had an anchor or not. I know we had, we maybe we did because we had to tie the boats to trees and stuff. But no, all you did was drift. You'd motor on up, figure which way the wind was Mm -hmm. going and drift through an area then you'd motor up with the power motor and drift again well that well the fish were there and you the could fish catch were them there yeah. and you could catch them i mean it's like you if a friend of mine lives out by pewaukee lake and you know and he doesn't have any of this stuff on his boat and we tried that one time a few years ago and it's like no the wind just blew you either away from the weed line or into the shore i mean you had to keep starting the motor i the mean wind makes it very it, frustrating sometimes yeah. when you're trying to precise yeah you can, you know, you can deal with cold. You know, you can put more clothes on. Right. You can deal with rain. We have right. rain suits, you know. You can deal with the heat, you know. The one thing you have, you can't deal with, I mean, well, you can try to, but is the wind. You have no control over that, you know. I mean, you have no control over the weather, but at least you have stuff that you can put on or take off or whatever. But the wind is just, just a nightmare. And a lot of times people will go to a shoreline that is not windy, all right, just to get out of the wind. Right. Well, a lot of times there might not be fish there. So <laughs> sometimes you have to fish the, the the windy side of the shores, you know, I mean, because a lot of times that's where a lot of the fish are. Hey, we got to go to a break. But, Danny, coming up next is the Hornschwaggle, sponsored by Baitmate Fish Attractants and Coleman uh, Insect, Insect Repellents. Repellents. Thank you. And uh, so we need a And contestant. they can win a what kind of prize package, Tom? A really nice one. A wonderful <laughs> prize package. A really nice one. Wonderful. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. Be the contestant. You will be a winner. I hope you will be. Because Danny, you don't have hard questions today, do you? No. No. Okay. I got. I got. It's about deer. Okay. Yeah, it's about deer. So, and one of them is a gimme question. If you've okay. been listening to the show, so from oh, now on with yeah. the hornswoggle, you listen. I'm going to be giving. I'm going to be giving one free one away in the beginning of our show from this point forward. If you're listening. If you're listening. Yeah. So, uh, right. Yeah, that's the new plan going forward. So you got an incentive to listen from the beginning of the show yeah. at 6. All right. So 799-1250 is the phone number. Be the first caller. Be the contestant. We'll be right back with more on 1250 AM and 1057 FM. The Fan. On your radio, on your smartphone, and online. Welcome back to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoor. 799-1250 is the uh, phone number. If you got a fishing 
hunting, uh, gopher observation, woodchuck observation, uh, whatever you want to call and talk about. But we've got our Hornswoggle segment. Do we have a contestant on the line, Ryan? We do. We do. We go to Ron. Ron. Yeah. Good morning, Ron. Wait a second. Wait, I got no. a name in front of me. That says Scott. Oh. On a sheet of paper. I think uh, is this Scott or Ron? Uh, Scott. Scott. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm looking at the wrong name. They, oh. You guys are. Good, good morning, Scott. Sorry about that, Scott. <laughs> sorry, Scott. They you left know, the name up from last now, night. I, Tom's got an excuse because he had too many concussions in high school football. Ryan, yeah, on the right. other hand, yeah. his right. only excuse is hanging around Tom too long and screwing <laughs> up names. So, anyway, here you know how this works now. If I'm pulling your leg, you say Hornswoggle. If, uh, if it's true, it's no Hornswoggle. So, I'm going to put yeah. on my cheater glasses and... See what we got written down. Uh, yesterday was the full moon, and the full moon right now is known as the full buck moon. Hornswoggle or no hornswoggle? No hornswoggle. No hornswoggle. All right. There was the gimme. You were listening to the show. Good job. So, okay. Um, a deer shot through the liver will just drop in its tracks. Hornswoggle or no hornswoggle? Uh, I'm going to go Hornswoggle. Hornswoggle. Oh, a, yeah. You're a, a winner now. The deer yeah. shot through the liver, man, can go. It's a fatal shot, but they can go and go and go. I, I drilled one with a 243. Looked like a perfect shot when I recovered the body. It looked, but it was just back too far. And that deer went, geez, close to a quarter mile. I had to practically get on my hands and knees and follow drips of blood through a marsh. It was terrible. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Here, but just see you see if let's see if you get this next one. Uh, an right. in, an injury to a deer's body can actually affect its antler growth. Ooh, uh, I am gonna say no hornswoggle. That, that is a no hornswoggle. Very good. Yeah, they actually say that that there's different part injury to this part might affect the antler growth here. It's rather interesting. So, well, you're a winner. Yeah, very All good, right. Scott. All right. So, uh, nice. what what flavor bait mate fish attractant do you want? What do you fish for? Uh, I usually go uh, mostly uh, walleyes is what I uh, I like going for. Okay, so. we'll get you some walleye flavor bait, mate, and then you can get some Coleman insect repellent. Do you want something with DEET or DEETless? Uh, let's go DEETless. I got kids, so I, I try not to use uh, the DEET too much. So. I'm with you on that, too. It's, it just seems to be yeah. a little bit easier. And you're Very good. I'll uh, get this sent to our good friends at uh, Wisconsin Pharmacal, and uh, they will get this out to you. All right, great. Thank right. you very much, guys. Right. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank yeah, have you. a good weekend. Congrats. Okay, bye now. All right. Oh, good for him. We got a winner. So it's that's a right. new plan going forward, Tomas, yeah. is I will be giving, if they listen to the beginning of the show, yeah. they will have up their odds yeah. on a getting the Hornswoggle right. correct. I just want to remind everybody that at 7.05, we've got a special caller calling in from St. Louis, Missouri, Michael Brand from the Boy Scouts of America Certified Angling Instructor Program. He's going to be giving us a buzz. And if and still, if you have any comments about uh, the big Cedar Lake uh, boat launch, you know, being able to shut it down willy-nilly, uh, we'll, if there's too many boats on the lake, uh, you know, if you've got any comments about that, make sure you call. And, you know, Danny, that brings up another thing. We as citizens, uh, you know, 
our tax dollars basically run the DNR and the state and everything else, right? Our tax dollars. Mm-hmm. Now, on North Lake, I, I got to bring it up. We, we own the property, and the property was bought to build a boat launch on North Lake. We, the citizens, own the property. And an ex- expressed intent was to build a boat launch. Let's but, go camp in there. So, yeah, right. Why not? We own the property. Why can't we go camp in there? Exactly. Why can't we go squirrel hunting there? It's a nice big area there. I, I think it might be legal. You I don't know. Squirrels? I don't know if you can shoot twenty big box there. squirrels. I don't know, but I I mean I'm just wondering. It's like why hasn't there been any action on this? What is the problem? The politician. I mean the uh, rich landowners have the politicians <clears throat> in their pocket. It, 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 there's something Come- there. Well, and then and then you got the whole warden situation where we don't have enough wardens. They're doing double duty. They're patrolling parks when they should be on the lakes and out in the woods. I mean, you know, and you know, so many people know that they're not going to be out there. You know, I mean, people. So I got one thing to say, Tom. Uh, I get so frustrated, Danny. You want to hear? Okay, one thing to say. Out, 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 out with that negativity now. We're going to go all positive. That's why people don't call in. They don't want to complain. They complain all week long at their jobs. They don't want to wake up on a Saturday morning and complain, except for Keith. But they don't want to complain more. Now, August, couple in. I'm going to hear it from Keith now. August. Well, his wife's tired of hearing it. August 1st. Uh, we got some d- deadlines coming up, Tom. Uh, August 1st is the deadline to put in to apply for your upriver sturgeon spearing. Oh, thing. wow. Yeah. August, you wow. told you a couple of years ago, my brother. Yeah, got, yeah, And that's, yeah. that's a better than 50% yeah. success ratio. So, And you're not going to get one the first year, but it's kind of like your bear tag. You got to keep putting in year yeah, after yeah, year. Yeah. So I would encourage people to start putting in for that. And it's also, I believe, a deadline for getting a bobcat tag and several other mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. trapping for yeah. certain, certain fur bears. So right. there are some yeah. uh, deadlines coming up there. Uh, also, uh, let's see, reminder, on Lake Michigan, make sure if you're, or the Bay of Green Bay, I believe, make sure you have a paper copy of your uh, fishing license with you. You can't use your go-kart? No. Go no, wild it's or very whatever. important. Yeah, it's something that's easily forgotten. But uh, And I believe that's... Well, I suppose if someone from a Michigan DNR checked, uh, who's going all the way over to the Michigan yeah, side right. anyway? But I think that's the reason. It's a boundary water. Right, right. So you got to right. be able to prove because they probably don't have the online. They checks. don't have the same app that they we don't, do. They yeah. don't have the same yeah. same app. Right. Um, also, there's a lot of good outdoor activities going on right now, Tom. Uh, if you go to the DNR website and go, go on Get Outdoors, it's amazing all the activities that uh, DNR, I guess, and some of our state parks sponsor on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, with this uh, full buck moon right now, they've got some nighttime uh, uh, guided paddle paddle things. Uh, I, I don't know if it's kayak or just... Uh, I'm sure. Kayaks, yeah, canoes. Canoes yeah. or paddle, whatever. There's hikes that are going on. So there's all kinds of things going on right now that, yeah. that, you, can, uh, that you can check into. Okay, well, we're gonna we gotta go to uh, an update, Danny, and uh, we're gonna come back with more. Don't forget, folks, seven oh five. We got a special caller calling in. Uh, later on, we're gonna be talking about the tenth annual Midwestern Shooter Supplies uh, Fall Fest, and uh, boy, we got a bunch of other stuff. He's Danny Bush. I'm Tommy the True Newbauer, and now here's the one, the only Ryan Horvat with your sports update. 
This is Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The Fan. WSSP Milwaukee. WXSS HD2. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.